recording. Yay, we're recording. Uh, it's still <laughs> so exciting. So exciting every time. It feels good to be back. I know. It really does feel good. I mean, having an outlet like this during such a insane time is such a blessing. <laughs> yes, it definitely is. So, Kim, do you want to share with the group what your life has been like the past six weeks? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> um, hello. Right now, I'm actually with Johnny Renee because everyone's out of the house and it's uh, Claire's turn to take a nap while we record. So, you're going to hear lots of baby voices probably. Happy Mom Monday, y'all. This is a podcast and community of real-life motherhood. The amazing mom moments. And the times you get slapped in the face by motherhood. We are best friends. Our toddlers are running the show. Welcome, Welcome to, to Mom Slapped. <laughs> June, so we were not expecting to go on break, first of all. We both just had, like, weird health and life experiences, like, coincide at the same time. June was actually, like, we were planning, like, a really good launch and just getting the ball rolling on stuff after our, like, soft opening of this podcast. And that did not happen. <laughs> um, nope. Because life hit the fan and did. we had to take a step back and take care of stuff on our end. Yes. Yeah. And... For, I guess, me specifically, just, um, I mean, it kind of, one of the issues was, not issues, I shouldn't say issues, but one of the things that happened in society, obviously, is the Black Lives Matter um, protests and just our society kind of rising up and saying, where you've had enough. And for us, I know that that was so impactful and such a way for us to step back and be like, whoa, what are we doing in our lives? What is our privilege? What work do we need to do? And in regards to this podcast, you know, we didn't want to just act like things were normal and keep continuing on like our daily lives on this channel. And um, <laughs> don't mind the drumming sounds. Um, I think we were running through topics, trying to discuss like what we were going to say and nothing really fit. And then at the same time, my mental health um, took a really big dive Um I just had a lot of behaviors that I haven't had in, I don't know, like five years, probably four or five years. And it really disrupted my daily routine, my daily life to a point where I was like, okay, it's clearly time to get help again. Um, <clears throat> if you don't know, I've seen a couples counselor in the past year. And then I saw two private counselors in the past year. None of those really um, had a long-term uh, withstanding with me, unfortunately. And then, so in June, I was like, okay, it's time to, it's time to actually get some really good help. So I now see a psychologist who is very well-educated and very um, suited to my needs, which is wonderful. And he's uh, going to be with me long-term probably. <clears throat> so that was really the big thing for me is that my mental health really took a dive. And unfortunately, because of getting divorced and having um, a longstanding anxiety condition along with a pandemic and a social uprising, it just, yeah, it was time to take a step back, regroup, 
really take care of myself and my family. And now six weeks later, seven weeks later, we are How here. Long it's been. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we are here. Um, so I'm grateful for the community for saying, do your thing. Um, we trust you. We know that you need to take care of yourself and being supportive of that. Um, it's been, I feel a lot better a month later having several sessions down and having a good basis um, routine going in my life. Yeah, I can sit here and be comfortable sitting here and talking and not worrying or having a having a breakdown while we're recording. So, yeah. yeah. And it's funny, we can always tell when the other one is going through a tough time mentally and emotionally because we just stop talking to each other because we're so overwhelmed with everything that's happening on our end that we just like don't feel like it's fair to share it and put that on the other person. But that's exactly like what friends are for is we get to share the highs and the lows together. We share our weaknesses and our strengths. And both of us just happen to have a crazy week moment at the exact same time. Yes. But now we're coming out on the other end stronger than we were before and ready to do this again. Yes. And I think that's just a big testament to one, adult relationships, but also our specific friendship is you know, having that awareness of the other's state of being and also being respectful of their state of being. Like, you know, if I'm not hearing from you for a day or two or whatever it is, I'm like, okay, how much space is good? When should I, you know, reapproach and being just mindful of each other in that way? Because we are both <laughs> introverted and extroverted. Um, and, you know, we both need space sometimes to process and to think and to just be without the pressure of, you know, checking in or um, really diving into hard feelings, you know, when we haven't dived into them ourselves yet. So it's it's a really nice friendship to have without the pressure or the expectation and always having that unending support, really. it's really Yeah, you always know the other person's there whenever you are ready to mm -hmm. share what you need and... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really wonderful. How have you been? How has your six weeks been? Gosh, I think it's actually, I've, it has to have been longer than six weeks since we've done this. I know. I think it's been like almost two and a half months. Yeah. I mean, we did record that one episode that we are not going to air. Um, but yeah. yeah. Yes. We, so friends, we did actually try to record an episode and we decided, you know, that's, it's not the place or the time for this. So that's going to archive. <laughs> yeah. We had recorded it like right when uh, George Floyd passed and it was blowing up all over the news and the media. And we were like, you know, this doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. We're just going to, it's going to just go away. We're going to pretend this was not recorded. It was just about like a day in life of being a stay at home parent, which just didn't feel like an appropriate thing to share at the time. Yeah. And we had we'll to make a caveat. Eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. We did like a caveat, but it just wasn't enough. And then we discussed like options of, you know, should we discuss, you know, Black Lives Matter? Should we, what specifically should we discuss? And I'm just going to speak for my own part that I will say that I don't have enough education or anti-racism education at the moment to speak on those things. So yeah, you know. we need to take a step back and educate ourselves so that we would mm -hmm. say the appropriate things in that yeah. type of situation. Yes. Yep. So um, 
But otherwise, uh, for me, uh, we've just been having some health issues over here on our end for the last however long it's been <laughs> since we did this. And uh, it's been really, really tough, especially in a pandemic with a toddler mm-hmm. and not a lot of help because you can't see people. And um, I've been really struggling mentally, just not getting to be around other people. Like I, I love my time alone and I, I definitely recharge by being alone, but being alone really isn't possible when you're in a pandemic and everyone you live with is in your home 24 seven. You don't yeah. actually ever get that break to just be alone. There's always someone in your house. Mm-hmm. Even if you get to be in a room by yourself, it's not the same, at least not for me. That's not recharging enough for me. And we're really active in our church and not getting to see those people every week and getting to hug them, especially hugging. And whenever we go on a bike ride, if we see someone across the street that we know, it's really tough because Claire just wants to go up and say hi to them and we have to keep her away and she gets upset. And so it's just like almost easier to just close in on ourselves and not go anywhere. So that's kind of what we did. We just kind of buried our heads in the sand and just kind of educated ourselves at home and dealt with our health issues. And I'll share eventually what those were. Um, Just not quite yet. (laughs) And I will say watching you struggle with those health issues, like you are being so brave and so, humble about it it's like so inspiring like I don't know if I would react the same way if I was facing what you're facing right now yeah it's it's it hasn't been easy that's for sure she wants milk (laughs) I'm like carrying my laptop around the house following her around (laughs) this is real mom life guys you record your podcast on the go while you parent yes Yep. Just carry your laptop and mic all around. No big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, so you're married to a teacher, obviously. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you're experiencing right now? Cause I just think that that is insane an insane topic. Oh yeah. I, I, of course I can. It's honestly the last I mean, the last since this pandemic started has been an emotional roller coaster for everyone. There's so many what ifs. There's so many questions on what's the right thing to do. I really do understand both sides of people that are like, we need kids back in school, and the people that are like, no, we need kids to not be in school physically. Um, for me, it's very scary. Um, my husband is a choir teacher. His class size is like 80 kids. Choirs have been shown with research um, that I can, of course, share on our website to be super spreaders of this virus. Um, Just because of the nature of singing, you take a lot of deep breaths, you exhale strongly, and that really can push the virus around. Um, We also live in a state where masks are not mandatory. Um, whatever your feelings are on masks, please understand that like the only way my husband can safely teach his class 
is one to have lower class sizes and to two have every single student wearing a mask because otherwise they're going to spread something to him. He works with high schoolers. They're not children. They're adults. They spread it just as much as we do. Um, and it's, it's really scary to think about. We don't want to get this virus. Um, we've had to have a lot of really scary and tough conversations over the last couple of weeks of what are we going to do if then this, because we still don't actually know what our school district is going to do in terms of reopening. Our governor just decided that um, she was going to renege on her original plan of letting the district decide. And she just announced that on Friday um, that districts are no longer allowed to do more than 50% of the education online, including if there's an outbreak without um, prior approval from the state. Um, and you don't know how long that would take. Like if there's an outbreak, would they immediately approve you to go online to try and quell the spread? Or would they say, no, you need to keep kids in school, even though you have cases? Um, yeah, there's just a lot up in the air right now. We don't know masks will be required in school. We don't know all of the protections that would be in place to keep our teachers and our students and their families safe. And that's the big thing for me. Like I get kids need to be in school, but also school's really not going to look the same. Like people say kids need to be in school to socialize and to be with their friends, but that's really not what school's going to look like this year. That's not safe. Yeah. Kids aren't going to be doing group projects with their friends. They're not going to be playing in PE together. They're not going to be doing all those things that you typically think of with school because it's not safe for anyone to do that. Yeah. So really the safest thing to do is to either, if kids are going to be in the school building, everyone needs to be wearing protective equipment. And if they're not, then they need to be at home, learning at home. And I know that there's a lot of parents where that is an impossible situation. I truly understand. I'm right there with you um, in trying to make those impossible decisions. But yeah, that's just, it's been a roller coaster over here. We don't really know what's going to happen. We don't really know what we're going to do because we don't have any information at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's just terrifying. Um, it is, you know, not to, one, the uncertainty of not knowing what the next day is going to look like, but also the reality of the danger involved. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just really scary overall in general, like having to have hard conversations about life and what life looks like and what you're willing to sacrifice and not sacrifice for your family um, to be, you know, to fulfill your career and put food on the table. I mean, yeah, it's insane. I know my sister and my mom are both, they both work in school and yeah, they, my sister like wears an apron to work and she's not even around kids yet. And it's just really terrifying to be honest. And I'm really lucky that we get to stay home and that we're safe at home. But, you know, it's they're exposed, we're exposed kind of a thing. And it really yeah. feels like society as a whole is exposed every day. Even though we've been in quarantine for four months and a couple days, like it still feels very present in everyday life and very threatening, I guess would be a good word. Yeah, it's weird to think we went into quarantine on March 12th. Mm -hmm which is yeah over four months four months plus like what seven days yeah four months and a week ago yeah and in that time the only people we've seen are our parents who have also been in quarantine but otherwise we haven't seen another person up close yeah yeah 
I mean, my daughter, we're lucky that our whole family. You want me to sit in that chair? Okay. <laughs> we're playing Play-Doh. We're lucky that every one of our extended families is quarantining. Um, so we're lucky that we have been able to see two or three of our family members <laughs> now, yeah. you know, in the past like three weeks, we've decided as a whole family, you know, what we're accepting, what we're acceptable with and seeing each other and being safe. So that's a huge blessing. But you live in Iowa and don't have your family there. No. Do you want tea? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we've um, only gotten to see them very, I mean, my mom started out here in quarantine with us and then she's been home um, for several months now. So we haven't seen my family in several months. Um, my husband's family quarantined right alongside with us in their home. And then uh, they've come out here to help us um, do some stuff around our house since we've all been quarantined. And yeah, so... Kim, do you want to share kind of what we're thinking mom's life is going to look like over the next couple of months? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, first of all, again, we're in unprecedented unprecedented times. So, like, planning is wonderful, but also life. Um, but So, bear I, with us. Yeah. So, bear <laughs> with us. Like, this is a journey. This is new territory. Like, this is a new podcast. We've only done three episodes. And also, life is weird um, right now. So, yeah. Um, hi, honey. I, you want, I know you want me to sit in the yellow chair. So basically just like, you know, we want to, I don't know, what's the good word? Extend our community. I guess we want to like have things throughout the week that keeps everyone engaged and have a place to go where you know that you're going to be supported and loved and cared for. And to do that, we're going to be doing like Instagram lives and blog posts and YouTube videos. And I mean, mainly we're going to be staying on Instagram, to be perfectly honest, because TikTok is for me, it's really controversial. So I don't really want to step into that space. Um, and also we can talk the less about- apps that we have to deal with as parents, the better. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, that we need to time. focus our attention because we don't have a lot of like wiggle room. Um, so we're going to be doing like Instagram lives and Instagram posts throughout the week and blog posts. We both decided to take one or two blog posts a week on our website, which we love because we're both writers. Um, yes. We won't really be on Facebook too much because that platform is uh, – <laughs> I also don't like that platform. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not a fun place to be right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like great uncle Mark. Um, <laughs> Too much anxiety. Yes. Yes. So yeah, we're just basically we just want to tell you guys hang out on our website because we're gonna have blog posts every week and hang out on our Instagram because we're gonna be doing live chats, live updates, Instagram TV things, and we're gonna cover things like fitness because I try to meditate and do yoga every day or read. Um, and so I want to share that with you guys, like what. Like, let's do some yoga together this day. And we're going to show what it looks like to do those things with our kids because that's the only time we have to do these things because we're parents. Yeah. So grab your kids too. Like, you know, everyone is welcome. And the great thing is on Instagram too is that you can just go back to it or it's not like once it's live, it doesn't go away. Like it will stay there. So just hop on whenever you want and hang out with us when you can, just like this podcast. Exactly. 
yeah um but yeah just you know what recipes are we using what fitness routines are we doing all that kind of good stuff here just one minute yeah and for kim she's gonna share some of the things that she's done potty training wise with johnny renee we have not uh moved into that territory yet with claire um she just doesn't really seem interested in it yet but when we do we'll of course share it because every parent does it differently and we want to really show you guys that there is no one right way to parent especially in a pandemic we're all just doing our best so we just want to be able to share that real life with you and what it really looks like and we're going to share um going back to when we were pregnant with our with our girls and what pregnancy was like the first time and going through what postpartum was like mm -hmm. and up to when we started this podcast, we do plan to go back and share a lot of what our lives have looked like before this podcast with you so that you know that you're not alone and struggling with being a parent every day. <laughs> right. Speaking of parenting, how has the last, so our daughter's just turned 19 months last week how has parenting been since we took our break what's going on with claire what's going on with you as a mom give us the deets girl oh my gosh well first off claire talks nonstop <laughs> all day long it's so cute she hugs everything she can touch <laughs> she hugs the dogs who don't really like it she hugs her stuffed animals which are inanimate objects so they don't care she hugs us constantly which is the sweetest thing ever and it brings me great joy um she loves to talk and she loves to basically narrate what she's doing like she'll say that her for example she has a stuffed animal that's a sheep and it came with a mommy sheep and a baby sheep so she'll say mama ba for mommy sheep Aww. hug and then tigger or poo or something like that um and then she'll make the animals hug and she'll just narrate what she does throughout the day which is super cute um she also is obsessed with bubbles, so we have to hide them because if she sees them on the bathroom counter, she will throw a fit until you blow bubbles for her. The fits, um, man. They're real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She definitely has gotten the, the toddler fits of when she's told no and she really wants something. We've tried really hard to explain to her why it's a no. Like we try not to say no if it's just we just don't want to do it. Or if it if that is the case, we just tell her that. We just tell her, no, not right now. Mommy, daddy don't want to do that now, but we can do that later. Um she the funniest mom moment we've had in quarantine so far was Peter and I walked into her bedroom a couple of weeks ago in the morning when she woke up. She had taken her diaper off. We used cloth diapers and uh, she had pulled the inserts out of it. And she had put the inserts over her stuffed animals that were in the bed with her, like a blanket, which is so <laughs> gross because it was wet. Like, luckily, she didn't poop. She just peed, but it was wet. And then she was playing with the shell of the diaper. She had torn off her pajamas, her sleep sack. She was just naked oh and having the time of her life sitting in the corner of her crib playing with her diaper. And we were just so disgusted. That we just couldn't stop laughing and we just like jumped into the tub with her and washed her off and went on with our day but that was i think the funniest thing that's happened so far that's what about for you Kim? when you told me that story i was like dying like that is just peak toddlerhood um, i know i think i texted like 20 people to tell them <laughs> because i couldn't keep it to myself it was too funny 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's been really fun seeing her like go through a year and a half stage into like 19 months. Like it's just so cool to see her talk and her body has changed. So she's way more stable now. She's like walking up the stairs by herself. Um, and she's adamant. You, she has to walk by herself. She will push you away if you are trying to walk with her or help her in any way. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she started reading, which is really cool. Like she like, she can read the word bye. Oh, 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 are you okay? Arms up. There you go. We're having a tea party and she's just like <laughs> choking on tea. No big deal. It's like 10 a.m. Are you okay? <laughs> you okay? Okay. Yeah. She's learning how to sip out of a cup, which um, my sister tells me. She should have been able to do a long time ago, but we just are not there yet, which every kid is different. What do you want? Do you want your milk? Do you want me to hold you? I don't know what you want. Do you want Play-Doh? Oh, you want this? Oh, she wants more juice. One second. Sorry. (laughs) No problem. Okay. Okay. There you go. She wants more as she's coughing on juice. You have to pour it. John Renee, I already poured it in my tree. This is the life of motherhood. <laughs> Trying to get <laughs> your toddler. She already has juice in her cup. <laughs> um, That's like Claire. Like, we'll, we feed her the same thing that we eat for dinner. Yeah, yeah. But she wants to eat it off of our plate. Yeah, yeah. With our, like, adult silverware. She doesn't want, like, we have, like, toddler-sized fork and spoon for her that are, like, a real fork and spoon, but mm-hmm. it's not what we're using. Yep. We'll give her a cup of water, but it's not our cup of water. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, this morning, John Renee tried to take my plate from me and eat it. <laughs> like, she literally picked it up, and I was like, no, that's mine. I want food, too. <laughs> yeah. But it's been really cool to just see her start talking. She says, I love you, which is really cute. Um, and just be more interactive on the phone with my co-parent because she's starting to understand more. Um, yeah, it's been really cool to see her also potty training during June. I decided maybe she's ready to try panties. Um, cause she is really good about going potty on the toilet. If you sit her down and like have the intention of her going potty. Um, but she's just we, – so we try panties for three or four days, and she's just not old enough yet to understand when the pee is coming. She understands when it when it has come, but not when it's going to come. So we'll try again in a couple weeks, and do you want more? <laughs> this cracks me up because if Claire was in here, it would be the exact same I know, thing. right? This is just all toddlers. So all you with infants, brace yourselves. <laughs> it's really not that bad. I I will say like, you know, every mom's going to complain or be like, oh my God, but it's really, it's just so much fun. You barely think of how crazy it is. There are moments where you're like, oh my God, what's happening? But most of the time it's just pure joy, honestly. Yeah. Every stage has its joys and challenges. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just so weird. Like, I know we were talking about this the other day, but the whole privacy thing, like being a mom with no privacy is so claustrophobic. Like to me anyway, I just feel so Mm -hmm. like confined all the time now where it was before I just kind of felt lonely (laughs) and now I just feel, you know, I know you want more. Here you go. 
Yeah, having no privacy, especially like when you have children at this age that are interested in what you're doing all the time. And Claire started following me into the bathroom most of the time. And she then just stares at me while I go to the bathroom and points to me and says what I'm doing. She'll say mommy pee, which, you know, it's cute and adorable. But at the same time, I'm like, can you just go away? I just want to do this alone. I feel like every mom has something where they're like, I can't handle this, you know, like, you, privacy in the bathroom. I get it. Yeah. I personally I just, do not care at all. I just need privacy in the bathroom. I just need it so bad. <laughs> and for me, it's food. Like, I don't want her touching my food. Like, I'm fine sharing if I give it to her. But I just, I, her little fingers covered in yogurt, grabbing my eggs, just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I just See, like that's why eggs. a high chair is still a bonus because yes. she has to wait until I share it with her because yes. she can't reach mine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. See, we're still doing table sitting and – I mean, that's pretty much the downside is like, you know, if there is a downside, it would be like, you know, her hands can touch my food at any moment <laughs> or yeah. literally throw anything anywhere at any time. Or like the other day she moved her uh, chair into the living room during a meal. And I was like, what are you doing? She just wanted it out of the room. She just moves it. <laughs> Toddlers, they're crazy. It is crazy, but fun. I mean, it's wonderful. Have you, so have you been, besides each other, I guess, how have you found connecting with other moms during quarantine? Have you at all? Because I know I'll say I haven't pretty much at all. Um, you know, yes and no. I've I've actually reached out to a couple of other moms that I've known, some other people that we've known since high school that are moms now that were older than us. Um just to reach out, especially over the last, um, like two months, it's been really, really talking to know, and I'll of course go into that later, maybe in the next podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've almost had to force myself to do it because there were times over the last like two months where it's been so hard and so lonely that I honestly felt like I was going to lose my mind if I didn't talk to another mom about what I was experiencing. Yeah. Um, having that support is really, really wonderful. You know, if you have it, I know I was in a mom group, mops, I was in mops, um, before all this happened. And then we all tried to kind of stick together while it was going on in the beginning. And now it's just kind of like weird because <laughs> life is weird. And yeah. that was kind of like my main source of momness in this area. Cause I don't really have anyone in this area right now. So it's basically just you, girl. Hey, and Jenny from Mops. Hi, Jenny. Thanks for keeping me sane. <laughs> yeah, even yeah, with one having connections with other parents is really, really important when you're in isolation. Yes. Just being yeah. able to talk, whether it's about what you're going through or or not, just having a connection with someone outside of your home yes. to talk to can be really important. I mean, other than therapy, we're both in therapy. Um, and we see our therapists once a week, which has on been a godsend. Which is funny. We both go on Fridays. <laughs> yeah. Which has been a godsend yes. over the past year for me because I've officially been doing that for a year. Mm -hmm. um, but especially in quarantine, mm -hmm. like the ability to have – for us out here, we have telehealth. So it's mm -hmm. it's virtual, which isn't the same, but it's helpful to talk to unbiased third party. But to talk to actual parents that are in the thick of it with you – really helps 
And we're moving back to the living room. <laughs> Maybe that'll be calmer than the tea party. <laughs> I yeah. doubt it, but you never know. Yeah. Hi. Do you want milk? Okay. She's like dying for connection right now. So, um, Sarah, I know Claire is cool with like independent time. Johnny Renee is not. <laughs> yeah, Claire is very good with playing by herself. Um, but, I mean, I kind of forced that. I shouldn't say I forced it. I We always really encouraged it from when she was pretty little, especially because I was in such a deep depression at that time. Like, mm-hmm. I needed her to be able to entertain herself for two minutes. Like, I just... I needed it to survive every day. And she's so good at it. She loves to sit and read to herself and she'll babble with us and talk with us while she does it and tell us everything she's doing and we'll interact with her. So she's not really just playing by herself. Like we're still there and interacting with her, but we don't have to physically be with her at all times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Johnny Renee can last. I mean, it really depends on the moments, but you know, it's hard when you're in a house with four adults and two cats and yeah, she has lots of family. Around. I mean, she is constantly being engaged with someone. And so especially she is really, really engaged with me. And I have not done the work of, you know, letting her have her space. And I, I'll admit I'm a helicopter parent. Hi, I'm Kimberly. I'm a helicopter parent. Hi, Kimberly. <laughs> is there a meeting for us to go to together? Because <laughs> help. <laughs> um, so yeah, she she wants attention at all times, which you know it's what it is right now, and you know we just have to work through that in the future and give more space and more time and more independence. There are things she can do perfectly independently, which is wonderful. It's all about balance. Um, but yeah. <laughs> she wants to feed right now because she wants me to give her attention because I'm talking to you which is you know that's her need right now and that's okay yeah <laughs> how has Peter been doing as a stay-at-home dad for the present oh my god he's in heaven <laughs> he <laughs> loves 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 I can't emphasize loves enough being home with Claire and me. Um, he, I mean, he missed so much in her first year because he was working so much and it was musical season and he was, he was really not home a lot because of work and doing the things that he had to do to support our family and getting the opportunity that we've had. I mean, that is the one blessing that's come out of him having to teach from home is when he wasn't teaching, he could be with us and he could be with us wholeheartedly because he didn't have other things to do. He didn't have other places to be. There was nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and it's so sweet seeing just how much their relationship has grown over these last couple months. Claire just adores her dad. And (laughs) honestly, sometimes like I'll go in to get her and she'll say, no mommy, daddy. And it breaks my heart. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, cool. I get a break. Mm -hmm. Yes. No. Um, yeah, it was actually really sad because in March when all this happened, my co-parent works at a prison, um, at the state prison. So he was surrounded by hundreds of people every day. And he lived in a county where the outbreak was really, really high. So he quarantined and didn't come to see her for like two and a half months. 
um, which was really hard. Um, not because I didn't like the space, because, you know, it's it's nice to have space from your ex. But it was just really, really hard to see him be sad and her not really understand. Um, but luckily, now June has come and we have both decided and our families decided that it's safe for visitations again. Um, so, hi. So he actually has come back three times, I believe now, since June and visited for his two days which has been good. She's more engaged. They're getting to know each other in her new mental capacity and in this new kind of time with masks and outside play and social distancing. Um, yeah, so it's it's cool to see my co-parent um, engage with her when she's not in an infant stage anymore. Now that she's in the toddler stage, it's... And can interact back. Yes, it's nice to see him and her have this different level of relationship now that she's older for sure yeah and also he and I have a different relationship now that we've had a little bit more space to calm down (laughs) we're still we're still divorcing and that's hard um and that's never not going to be hard I don't think not till not for a long time probably just because healing takes a long time it is a I don't even think it takes a long time it takes a lifetime um, to heal from these because it I think it just comes in waves and keeps going and you know that's how our minds work um but we have gotten a lot better with boundaries and communicating and it's still really painful and really hard and extremely extremely draining my god but it is better than before we took our break so that's good it's really good I'm glad yeah it is it makes me happy too yeah. So, yeah. How have you been taking care of yourself in these um, last six weeks? What have you been doing for you? <laughs> A whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Like, there's been pretty much zero self-care around here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I need to work on it. I know I need to get better about it. It's just right now in the season that we're in in life out here, it feels it genuinely feels impossible to fit in. Like right now, this is kind of my self-care time. I'm getting to talk to you. Mm -hmm. I'm getting to share with our mom's lab community, but yeah, I need, I need to do better, but yeah, nothing. How about you? (laughs) Hey, I sent you some face masks, girl. Use them. (laughs) Well, okay. I can't. I'm allergic to the ones you sent me. (laughs) No. Why didn't you say something? Oh my because god! Because I felt so bad because oh I god. forgot to tell you that I have really sensitive skin, and there's only like two brands of face masks that I can use that don't make my face feel like it's gonna burn off. See, I should have known this because my face is the same way. Like, I should. <laughs> and we I talked about this with lotion before too. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh god. Well, you know, give them to your mom. She deserves them too. <laughs> or to your in-law. Oh, give them to Linda. yeah um yeah for me self-care i mean going to going to see a psychologist totally self-care um that's probably been the biggest one and then i have started waking up an hour before her and i drink my coffee alone and i read a book so like i've read in the last month i've read the complete works of Brene brown which was life-changing oh my god just Oh, I cannot. I could talk for days about Brene Brown people. Okay, <laughs> um, 
and a couple of parenting books as well. And then also, this is my second week, end of my second week of training for a marathon. So I, I was a long distance runner in college be, to manage my anxiety. <laughs> um, and I decided, you know what, I need to start running again. So I am not in the shape I was in college. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> but I am doing it. So, you know, we're on week two. I hit up to three miles this week, which was cool. I got some new running socks and some new running shoes for my uh, pronation issues. And yeah, we'll also be talking about that on the blog and on Instagram, people. So if you are a runner and a mom, hey. <laughs> Johnny Renee just went, hey. <laughs> it's so funny. I Every time you mention that you get up an hour before Johnny Renee, like, I'm so jealous. Because Claire, for the last, like, five days, has been waking up at 6 a.m. Yeah, this is the thing though. Claire goes to bed at like seven your time, right? Johnny Renee goes to bed at ten. <laughs> like, I know she it's goes funny. to bed at ten, so I go to bed at midnight. She wakes up at like eight or nine, so I wake up at like six or seven. So really, See, <laughs> and it's funny because like I so desperately want that evening free time with my husband, mm-hmm. but then like I don't feel like I have free time for myself, and I really I li- I cannot get up earlier than I already do. I just can't no, that's insane. do it. <laughs> but I know that I should because I'd feel so much better if I did. Maybe maybe in like a couple weeks I'll have the energy to do that. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I started doing it just by coincidence. Like she wanted to nurse at like 6.30 in the morning for a couple weeks. And so I would just wake up and do that. And it just shifted my whole day. It just made my day so much more intentional and caring and just – like, it felt good to take care of myself first, you know? Yeah, that's what I need to do. Maybe yeah. that's what I'll try and start implementing is my self-care time. I'll try and get up early, especially because my pe- my my Peter, my husband, <laughs> is not a morning person. Oh, yeah. At all. For sure. So it would, like, 100% be my time because, like, I have to literally, like, kick him out of bed half the time to get him to get up. <laughs> Even though we put the baby monitor on his side of the bed so he would start waking up, it doesn't matter. He still sleeps through it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds like me. so annoying. I don't understand how oh men God. have the ability to sleep through a baby crying or a baby <laughs> shouting for them or even just her talking wakes me up. Like, she doesn't even have to be crying. She can just wake up talking and I immediately wake up and he right. is, like, dead to the world. It's so unfair. She just, like, shut the door in the room, like, peeking in. Ah! <laughs> she shut the door on me. She's like, leave me alone, Mom. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. one of Claire's favorite games is to slam the door in your face and play peekaboo. Yeah. Peekaboo. Hello. Hello. Oh, she's like, no, no, I need space. You're ignoring me. Uh, see, this is the worst thing is, like, raise your hand if you have mom guilt for not giving your child 100% of attention when they're awake. My hand, both hands are up. Yep, both hands are up. Like if I'm not, and I used to berate myself, like just tear myself down so hard that I was failing, that I was a bad person, that I don't deserve motherhood because I took a shower. <laughs> like I literally was so bad at one point where I was like, I can't even shower. That's not, I can't do that because I'm ignoring her. I'm not giving her the attention she needs. Yeah. I remember when we were in that place. It was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. It was. Yeah. But the thing we just have to remember they need our best selves 
And we can't be our best selves if we don't take care of ourselves first. And they need to grow up seeing that it's okay to put yourself first and your needs first. You know, we were raised in such a culture where as women, we're supposed to be those nurturers. We're supposed to give everything we have to other people. And I, like, I want my daughter to be a loving and caring person, but I want her to assert her independence and take care of herself first, because that's not something that we did. (laughs) Well, maybe we should say goodbye for now. And we will, uh, I think we're going to record every other week, right? Yes. For the summer, it's, at least for now, you know, the plan is in the sum, in the school year to do every week, but we'll see. But for now, every other week, you know, just to give ourselves. Yeah. And because it usually space. takes us a couple of times <laughs> to get the full recording. <laughs> yes, this is like one part of two. <laughs> and it has to be edited, so that's also All right. stressful. Well, thank you guys so much yes. for listening to our podcast. Welcome back. We're glad you're here with us. We will try to be more consistent, but if not, give us some grace. (laughs) Yep. Give us a big old keeping spoonful, please. (laughs) But we love you and we appreciate you. And we are here to be moms. Yes. With our kind babies and all. We're here. here. This is real life. (laughs) We're not sugarcoating it, people. (laughs) (laughs) So have a safe week. Share your mom slap moments on our website. And Instagram. We're going to put ours there. Yeah, and Instagram. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>